What's up my fellow Scrappy Looking Nerf Herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about one section of the battle on Titan, the first part of the battle on Titan. I think it's, this is a get to something that a lot of people have been complaining about and I think there's a few adjustments they could have made to make it work much better and if you've seen the movie you know what it is and that's the blame on Quill Star-Lord for basically screwing up the entire plan and being able to free Thanos so that he's able to ultimately get the victory at the end of the day. So everyone's blaming Star-Lord. It's all his fault. There are a few people that understand and ultimately the movie wants you to kind of understand but I think it could have been done a lot better to make it a lot easier for you to grasp and empathize with him in this scene. And I think that's one of the big issues they felt on here and they felt on some other things with that with making it where you're reminded or connected as much to the feelings of the character. And I've kind of discussed that in prior videos, specifically with things along the lines of Scarlet Witch and Vision. And then also just the whole battle in Wakanda where you go through a large chunk of time without seeing these characters. And so it's harder to be as connected. They did a lot better job with the characters in this battle. Thanos obviously very well developed. And you see that right from the beginning of this scene when he comes up and talks to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange mentions Maul's, or no, Thanos mentions that Maul's accomplished his task, which that bothered me from earlier at the very end of Act 1, where, well actually at the beginning of Act 2, I'm sorry, where Maul's is talking with Doctor Strange and he says he has to get the stone out or else he would have failed Thanos. So he's he's talking about that he's never failed him and he can't fail him and he's got to get it out. But yet Thanos when getting there, and it's not out obviously, says that he accomplished his task. Here you have Thanos repeating again his desires and that's what's so great about this movie is the way it really tries to paint him, I wouldn't say sympathetically, but so that you understand that he truly feels this way. And exactly when he begins to explain that he's trying to save all these people by killing everyone, well, he doesn't say killing everyone, but Dr. Strange very quickly says, yeah, by killing trillions of people. Like, it's very clearly showing here that, like, this is dumb and this is awful. You are a madman. You just can't see that you're a madman. But it does do a good job of painting this character as more layered and deeper than a lot of the characters that typically Marvel has struggled with up until very recently with their villains and making them just kind of one note nobodies. But here we have a very well-developed one and they keep harping on it and they'll harp on it again a little bit later. Very interesting comments here where Thanos says how hard of a choice it is that he's got to do this. And then Doctor Strange mentions that I think you'll find that, you know, our desire, our will is exactly the same. And this is very, very important because one of the things that's been running kind of intertwined throughout the movie the entire time is this idea of trading lives. The Avengers don't trade lives. But Thanos does. He's willing to trade out all of, you know, half the lives to be able to save the other half. But ultimately, Doctor Strange is willing to trade lives, and we'll see that a little bit later. And he understands it because he's seen the future and he knows what he has to do. So this whole time he's fighting, he realizes what he's going to do and which choice is actually harder, whose will is actually stronger. And I think the movie kind of paints that out for us quite obviously, that it's the Avengers whose choice is harder and it's Doctor Strange's choice 
who's much more important, much more heroic, something that we should kind of cheer on and desire to be more like because he's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good while Thanos is only willing to sacrifice others for the greater good or what he views as the greater good. And I think that's, you know, very nice little touch. It's not just kind of hand-fisted slam down, but it's a nice little kind of give and take that it's giving us. Now moving into the action, kind of touching a little bit on my prior video, which talks about the fight in Wakanda and how I didn't think it was edited or shot very well at all. This fight is edited and shot much better in my mind. It's a lot easier because you don't have the chaos of the space dogs running and attacking everywhere. You've got less on screen, but it does a good job of moving the camera with reason and there's a rhyme to the way the editing happens. So you start off and it always kind of moves. It starts in a position, if it cuts from one person to the other, it's usually the logical way that you would imagine a cut happens. So a character looks the one way and says something and then the next character moves from the other direction. Or you had Thanos sitting middle screen and you had Spider-Man shoot the web in from right to left and then the Sp then Spider-Man moves from right to left and then he's moving across screen. The camera moves to Drax coming in and coming back across this way. And it was just, it, you moved around a lot visually on the screen so you feel the action happening, but it's always moving the camera to where your eyes need to go and then moving it back the other direction. It's much easier to follow than the prior fight. I've also commented on a lot of the humor later on in the next kind of scene when it hops back to Wakanda. He had that stupid moment. For me, it's stupid. I don't, you know, not the biggest fan of some of this, but you just take a pause and it's, up. Oh, Rocket Raccoon's got to make some jokes. Up, oh, okay, let's make Thor make some jokes. Up, oh, here we go, Groot making some jokes. Up, oh, here we go with Captain America making some jokes. I'm sorry, aren't we in the middle of this huge battle where the space dogs are attacking so terribly that you can barely be able to let up because there's so many of them? But no, we're going to stop and take time to make some jokes. But Peter Quill making the little, you know, dropping the little timer to explode on Thanos and then giving the bird and dropping away. It's funny, it's humorous, it fits the moment. It doesn't ruin the, you know, it doesn't take you away. It doesn't, it's not unfitting with the story and I, I really like that. Then they kind of capture Thanos and the plan works out. It gives you this feel of like, okay, we're gonna end and we're gonna kind of get like, we're gonna partially stop Thanos here. And I really like it. It's the one thing I said with the Wakanda thing as well before, they didn't set up a plan. You don't hear them discussing a plan. There's no feeling that there's any real plan going on there. But with the Avengers group, Tony's Avengers with the Guardians, on Titan, there is a plan. They you, they show that they're beginning to develop a plan. You don't know what the plan is, but you see it beginning to be put together. You see it was obviously very well structured once it all falls into place. And then that's when we start harping on the Thanos thing again. Mantis begins to talk about how he's in anguish, that he's in pain, and that he's suffering, and that he's mourning. Now this is where the changes, I think, should have kind of started to happen. I think that the first reaction should have been from Drax. I think that because he says, who does this monster have to mourn for? Well, again, as I said earlier, and I believe my second video breaking down this movie, when Drax made the joke, when he was listening to Peter and Gamora talk, and Gamora was talking about that she needed to, you know, he needed to kill her. And they're talking about Thanos. Yet, Drax, whose whole desire from the beginning, and this isn't a character arc, this is just a character mistake, screw up with the character, it doesn't fit 
with what this character has always been known for. And it's not like he grows out of a desire to get revenge from his family. He talks about how, oh, look how slow I'm moving. You can't even see me. You can't, and, and it goes to just for flat humor. And then now, yet again, we're talking about Thanos' mourning for somebody. That should strike a chord with Drax, and he should be the one that should react. It should then cause a reaction where the rest of them are having to fight it off, and then Tony should have to tell Drax, like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, don't freak out. Don't act up. And this is where, if you want to keep it with Star-Lord, because a lot of people have said that Drax should be the one that does it, and it, it would be more fitting. But I think that they wanted to use a, a more well-known, a more marquee character uh, a more marquee hero in the movie to make this mistake than just Drax doing it. And so I think what they could have done is when he's beginning to say, who do you have to mourn for? And then Gamor Drax is starting to freak out with him and Thanos is starting to get a little bit free and Gamora begins to mention that he went to go get the Soul Stone and he returned. And as she's beginning to say that, and you kind of see Thanos getting a little bit free, the glove, you, when she says the soul stone, it shows the glove and you see the soul stone, but then you begin to see the reality gem light up. And as the reality gem begins to light up, that's when, as she's talking about him going there, you see Thanos going with Gamora. See, we've seen the reality gem working almost more than any other gem at this point. We would completely understand immediately what's happening. Then we would also see how Quill is reacting to it. See, it's been quite a while since Gamora's died. It's been even longer since we've seen Quill and Gamora together. So seeing him slowly break down as he sees what happens, the same feeling that we had when they played it in slow motion as Thanos slowly dragged her and thrown her off the ledge. Here we would be in the same mindset as Quill re-watching it yet again and seeing Quill, the character whose eyes we're watching it through, the limited perception of the scene in Quill, feeling what he feels, we would be much more empathetic and understanding as he snaps and begins to attack Thanos, thus freeing him. But I think if this was done, if it was done this way, we wouldn't have so many people complaining about it being his fault. You don't watch someone see their loved ones die, and when they get angry, say, come on, man, why did you have to get angry like that? You completely understand. But if someone's family dies, and then it goes on for a period of time, or some loved one dies, and it goes on for a period of time, and then you see them act out, all of a sudden, much later, you're like, wait a minute, this 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 doesn't fit, whoa, whoa, what are you doing, man, chill, chill, calm down, you've been cool for a while, calm down, wait just a little bit longer. But when you show it immediately and Quill sees her die and in his mind that's the first time she's dying he's seeing it it's real it happens there's the reality then he snaps I think that just would have it would have visually told a lot more to the story it would have made Quill more empathetic to the audience in that time to everyone there's a lot of people that you know empathize with them and it's not done terribly it's again a, a when I'm breaking this movie down the way I'm breaking down, you have two sides of it. The vast majority just adore it and love it and talk about everything so great with it. And it's a really good movie. But I just want to give some, you know, constructive criticism here and there and give a different kind of perception to it. I did very much enjoy the movie. It is a very good movie. I'm very much looking forward to the next movie. 
But I want to give some constructive criticism here and there on what could have possibly made it just that much better. Because I believe it was a really good movie that was just missing being a great movie. And this is another one of those things that I think could have been done, adjusted, changed slightly, just to make it hit just that much harder when the time was right for it to hit. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. I would look forward to hearing your thoughts and opinions on that down below. Or if you have any other ideas or thoughts on how it could have been maybe adjusted and made a little bit better. Or maybe you think it was absolutely perfect the way it was, which is perfectly fine. If you do think so, obviously the heads at Marvel and the Russo brothers thought so. And they're much smarter than me. So you're probably right as well. But anyways, I look forward to talking to you about that down below and thank you very much for watching and never forget you nerf herders i love you